Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 472nd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida. To go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined later by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, before I get started with the NCAA tournament, let's get to my highlight of the week, which was the riveting Valspar Championship right here in the Tampa area at the iconic Innisbrook Golf Club, and Sam Burns won the tournament for the second straight year with a sudden death win over Dave Riley, Davis Riley. Burns drained a 30-foot putt on the second playoff hole to secure the victory, and he has turned into quite the player with a few uh, tournament wins over the past year or so. And uh, certainly someone to keep a closer eye on, Sam Burns, no doubt about that. And the weather here was perfect. The crowds were huge. And it's a big deal down here in Tampa Bay as part of the Florida swing, of course, which includes the players, the Honda down in Palm Beach Gardens, Players, of course, up in Pontevedra near Jacksonville. It's famous sawgrass. And uh, the Arnold Palmer right up the road from Tampa in Orlando at Bay Hill. So it's the last stop on the Florida swing. And it really adds to a lot of the excitement around these parts in March. Then you add in spring training, which is finally underway and in full swing given uh, given the lockout, started a couple weeks late, but it's here. It's uh, happening all over the place. And uh, so March is the month to be in Florida. There is no doubt about it. Of course, my other highlight of the week was Mar- March Madness. And when I look at the last four days, it was uh, basically like bookend epic games as St. Peter's started the craziness on Thursday with just a shocking win over Kentucky. And last evening, Duke erased a five-point Michigan State lead late and turned into the Duke we thought they might become, but haven't been the past few weeks. And uh, Coach K lives to coach another day, which I think uh, all basketball fans are happy about. 
And Coach K in his post-game press conference was lauding his players, saying their comeback win had nothing to do with coaching. It was all about their heart. And he seemed emotional as he described it and said how much he loves this group. And uh, and it all makes sense. Uh, they're going to be his last group. So we're all glad to see him, uh, you know, still alive. And he'll be playing uh, in the Sweet 16, as were, as were all the winners. And uh, But nobody is more surprising in the Sweet 16 than, of course, my bizarre story of the week, indeed, is St. Peter's from Jersey City, New Jersey, not only beating Kentucky, but beating Murray State and their glittering record, which is something like 31-3, and the regular season record, I believe. But they beat Murray State yesterday to secure their Sweet 16's uh, berth. And it's terrific because uh, St. Peter's is a school that I have personally been familiar with for decades. Um, they used to play my alma mater, St. Francis, uh, back in the days when St. Francis was an absolute powerhouse with players like Norm Van Leer, who went on to the Chicago Bulls and had a fabulous career, household name for sure. And Kevin Porter, who went on to the uh, Washington uh, Wizard, Wizards at the time. I think they were... The, the Baltimore Bullets or perhaps the Washington Bullets, tough to keep track, but Kevin Porter was one heck of a player. And uh, so, yeah, so St. Francis used to play their games uh, off campus in nearby Altoona, Pennsylvania, where I'm from, and I used to be able to walk six blocks to the game. So St. Peter's was considered one of their top opponents back then. Uh, so... Don't be fooled. St. Peter's has, you know, a pretty rich basketball history. They've been around for a while and they've been at a high level, uh, but certainly uh, never at the highest level that they've just achieved their highest level. And uh, and it's great to see. Great to see. And sticking with the Northeast uh, up in New England, where I now live, is uh, Providence. And you talk about a team with some history. Uh, there's a team with some history. And they're in the Sweet 16, and they look good in their first two games of the tournament. Really good. And uh, Providence, of course, just uh, made the Final Four with the famous Marvin Barnes and Ernie DiGregorio team. They've had Rick Pitino as, coach, as their coach early in the career. Billy Donovan as well. Billy Donovan played there. Uh, the famous guard, Kevin Stakem, uh, he played there. So, again, they've just uh, – Providence and Dave Gavitt, uh, who many revere and refer to him as basically uh, the godfather of college basketball uh, and no less than Larry Bird, thinks uh, – he, you know, he's one of the most impactful – uh, executives, coaches in the history of college basketball. And I would not disagree. I don't think anybody would. And, uh, of course, Dave Gavitt went on to the Celtics, and uh, his career is just legendary. Uh, so, again, Providence, just a tremendous history of basketball. They just have a great fan base and 
Providence games, and I live only about 40 minutes from Providence, are a big, big deal, uh, to say the least. They have a built-in fan base uh, going back decades, and uh, they still turn out Providence basketball. Awesome to see them in the Sweet 16, and again, they are playing well. They might be really a team to watch, so that's going to be fun, no doubt about it. Um, My low light of the week is the foot injury to Steph Curry, Uh, and the big reason is because they were scheduled, are scheduled, to play tomorrow night in Orlando, again, right up the road from Tampa. And uh, I was given serious consideration to going up to see Steph Curry. He's the one person I would drive uh, an hour or two to see. And uh, I had the good fortune of seeing him early in the Warriors run, 2015, maybe 16, when he came to the Boston Garden. And and it was just fabulous. I, I got there early because his pregame routine is legendary. And indeed, it was just fabulous. Uh, a lot of people there, a thousand or two, just to watch Steph Curry warm up. Just that simple. And I always remember how kids uh, around me in the Warriors end as he was shooting around were just beside themselves trying to get... Uh, you know, signature autographs, that type of thing, um, and just wowing with every long shot that he hit, um, and that stuck with me big time. This was again early in the Warriors' run, going back five six years, and I was captivated by his three point shooting back then, and the team the Warriors had become. You know, I loved. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, loved him at Davidson. That's when he arrived on the national stage and had that spectacular NCAA tournament run himself. And uh, so, yeah, he he is a special player. I've uh, stayed up many a late night to watch the Warriors, uh, specifically to watch Steph, not to mention uh, his fellow Splash brother, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and just really, they've been a fabulous team. Obviously, after their championships, uh, last couple of years haven't been great, but they're back looking like the Warriors again. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But Steph suffered the foot injury against the Boston Celtics when he and uh, Marcus Smart got tangled up. Steve Kerr was not a happy guy about it called it a dangerous play um but i guess they spoke after the game steve kerr and marcus smart but so the latest is what i read this morning is is that you know they're quote hoping he will be ready for the playoffs i think he has a sprained ligament in his foot uh better than a tear or anything like that and uh it's somewhat encouraging to see hoping to make it back for the playoffs but uh you know, you'd like to see it a little more, uh, shall we say, squared away. Because Steph Curry uh, needs to be in the playoffs, especially this year. Uh, so he and the Warriors can get back into championship form. Again, uh, in my mind, the most watchable, interesting team 
in the NBA over the past, you know, five, six years. Uh, with a little break with the swoon they had, of course, during the pandemic. And uh, Steph has had injuries before, so, um, you know, it, it bears watching. Uh, he has bounced back in the past uh, pretty much on schedule uh, as to when he's expected to return. So here's hoping that, uh, you know, he does it again this year. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch, but uh, I'm disappointed, to say the least that uh, I will not have a chance to see Steve Curry play in or Steph Curry play in Orlando tomorrow. Uh, so why don't we take our break now? And uh, we still have a lot more to get to with the NCAA tournament, uh, which I'll get to a little further in depth on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And as promised, I'm going to dig a little deeper here into the NCAA tournament. Uh, What jumps out right off the bat is that Miami and Iowa State are both in the Sweet 16. They pulled some upsets along the way. And here they are, and they're playing each other. Miami was a 10 seed. Iowa State, an 11 seed. Uh, Again, they're playing each other on Friday night. Uh, another game that really stands out, uh, without a doubt, great game, overtime, North Carolina beating defending national champion Baylor. And it was just, uh, a fascinating game to watch because a lot of people were in foul trouble, great, you know, starters from both sides fouling out and, for a time near the end of regulation, it appeared that North Carolina, uh, you know, who had pretty much led throughout the game, was going to unravel because there were so many players unfamiliar with, uh, you know, with being in that pressure situation. Uh, another game that was great last night, last game of the opening weekend which was Arizona TCU, and that game was just, uh, you know, full of dramatic shots and went into overtime. Uh, Fascinating ending where uh, it looked like they committed a foul out around midcourt, wasn't called, picked up the ball, went down, dunked uh, with what appeared to be the game-winning shot, but it was uh, right after the red lights went on, signaling the end of regulation, split second for sure. And uh, so that was uh, a fascinating uh, way to have regulation end. And then it was on to overtime where Arizona, you know, a team that held, you know, number one post along with so many others, Gonzaga and whatnot, uh, but certainly one of the favorites of the entire tournament, to put it mildly. And uh, and it was great to watch that game. It was a great way to end the weekend. And throughout the weekend, there were, you know, the usual amount of upsets. Some, uh, again, nothing even compares with the St. Peter's win over Kentucky. Many people had Kentucky go into the Final Four. Luckily, I did not. Um so, but I had them going a lot further than they did, to say the least. They didn't even get out of their first, they didn't even win their first game. But some of the upsets along the way were, uh, you know, New Mexico State beating Connecticut. Not good for the New England fans, that's for sure. Uh, myself included, who likes to see the New England teams do well. And uh, another, and Connecticut was the number five seed. New Mexico State was number 12 seed, so the dreaded 5-12 matchup. Uh, Another upset, Notre Dame, who had a nice run winning the play-in game against Rutgers in just a spectacular 
Uh, I believe it was a double overtime game. Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago, <laughs> the play-in games. Uh, but Notre Dame uh, had to jump on a plane, head out to California and play uh, a solid Alabama team, uh, the number six seed. And with all that going on, double overtime, fly to California, and Notre Dame goes out and beats Alabama in the opening round. Uh, another upset of note was Richmond. Um, and they beat Iowa, Richmond again. There's that 5-12 matchup. Iowa's, Iowa was the number five seed. Richmond was the number 12 seed. And uh, the Spiders got it done. Uh, Iowa State began their, uh, their run to get to the Sweet 16 by beating LSU. Uh, LSU has had, you know, uh, uh, high drama with coaching changes, interim coach, that type of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, Iowa State took advantage of that and uh, beat LSU in the opening round. Then Miami, they got started. Uh, they were the number 10 seed, as I mentioned. Uh, they opened the tournament by beating USC, uh, who a lot of people had going a long, long way, some of the TV experts. Really had high hopes. Of course, the USC coach is uh, Andy Enright, and uh, he is the one, the coach of the famed uh, Florida Gulf Coast, right down the road from me, down in Fort Myers, right literally across the street from the Fort Myers Airport uh, here in Florida, and uh, and we all remember them as Dunk City, and they're epic win uh, that will never be forgotten over Georgetown, who was a high seed that year. And uh, so, yeah, Andy Enright has done a nice job building that program. And uh, a lot of people thought this was it. This was when you USC was going to, uh, you know, make their run. Instead, we have crosstown rival UCLA. Uh, back after last year's Final Four run from the play-in game. That was amazing. And uh, looked to be equally amazing. So they play North Carolina. And that is going to be a good game. It's, I believe, Friday night. Uh, indeed it is. Uh, North Carolina at UCLA. Uh, they'll be following the St. Peter's-Purdue. Just looking at it here on my screen. Number 15. 15 seed. Uh, of course, they beat Kentucky, who was the number two seed in the Eastern Regional, as I mentioned, but I'm just giving you the seedings. So, yeah, they're, they're right back at it with a daunting task. St. Peter's on Friday, 7 p.m. on CBS, will play number three seed, Purdue, and, uh, and they'll be followed by North Carolina and UCLA. And... Uh, just to set the stage for the rest of the games. Thursday, it'll get going at 7 p.m. with Arkansas versus Gonzaga. And Gonzaga had their hands full uh, over the weekend. Um, and game went down to the wire, uh, but they pulled it, pulled it out. Um, and what can you say about Gonzaga? National power. Uh, they're now just a, a top five team, uh, you know, pretty much year in, year out. Uh, so 
they're going to be fun to watch, the Zags, no doubt about it. Uh, Drew Timmy and the gang uh, must see basketball. And we all remember that famous epic game against uh, UCLA last year in the final floor, I believe it was, when uh, Jalen Suggs uh, hit the spectacular 30, 35-footer to win the game. It was awesome. Uh, the highlight of last year's NCAA tournament. I don't think anybody would dispute that. And then uh, also, same time, 7-15, Michigan. These are all Eastern times. Michigan versus Villanova. Again, another Northeast team. Michigan's made a nice run after the Juwan Howard incident with uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin coaching staff. It was suspended, I think, five games back on the bench. And... Uh, They've won their first two games. They'll be playing Villanova, Jay Wright. Uh, we all remember uh, that's a program with national championship medal in recent years, as we well know, and that should be a good game. They're all going to be good. Texas Tech versus Duke will follow the Arkansas-Gonzaga game on Thursday night. Texas Tech has a really, really strong team, uh, and Duke is Duke. Uh, we already talked about them, and uh, so that'll be um, – Equally uh, interesting. Uh, and then Houston, Arizona. I just referred to Arizona. Great program. The Wildcats out of Tucson and Houston, Houston out of the American Athletic Conference. Uh, had a strong run last year, uh, to say the least. And uh, they'll have their hands full with Arizona, to put it mildly. Uh, so I already mentioned the St. Peter's-Purdue game on Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, at 7.15, it'll be uh, Providence, aforementioned Providence versus, of course, number one seed Kansas, Blue Blood program, if ever there was one. Uh, and then North Carolina, UCLA, which I already discussed, will follow the St. Peter's-Purdue game. And then uh, it'll all wrap up with the uh, underdog game that I talked about, which will be Iowa State versus Miami. People down here in Florida are getting excited about Miami. They've looked very powerful. I mean, last night they beat Auburn, and Auburn, like, uh, 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 it seemed like a lot of teams, uh, you know, shared that number one uh, spot uh, during the regular season for a period of time, and uh and so that was, you know, a big-time win, to put it mildly. And uh, so that's going to be a fun game to end Thursday and Friday night as the prelude uh, for the Elite Eight, Saturday and Sunday. And, of course, the winners of those games will go on to the Final Four. This year it's in New Orleans. Uh, going to be fun. Uh, it's always fun. And March Madness is... I don't know if it's ever been uh, a whole lot madder than this. Things have evened out. Transfer portal has helped. There's just so much talent across the country that super talented players who maybe don't get scholarships to the Blue Blood schools now can go to the, shall we say, uh, non-Blue Blood schools uh, uh, and, you know, make their mark. And that's why it's just become uh, one of the great sports events in America every year. It's just three weeks of uh, of just uh, 
madness. What else can you say? And Thursday and Friday, you know, 32 games, 16 on each day, two of the great days in American sports where it's just, you know, starts at noon, goes till after midnight. And, uh, and it's just so, so much fun to put it mildly. And, uh, he thinks it's about to get more fun. So why don't we take our second break and, uh, still have a lot to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts NavaNav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, 
call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And I've been talking a lot of basketball, and of course, started the show with the uh, fabulous Valspar Golf Tournament. Uh, up in Palm Harbor, Florida, here in the Tampa area at the famed Innisbrook Country Club. And uh, Sam Burns won on the second hole of Sudden Death. And uh, so it was a great, great tournament. Uh, Sam Burns' win in Sudden Death was over Davis Riley. And uh, so huge turnout, as always. Perfect weather to bring an end to the Florida swing. But it's not all about golf and basketball uh, these days. It's uh, also about uh, the NFL. And fascinating news over the week, in the past week, with, uh, of course, the Deshaun Watson signing by the Cleveland Browns to uh, get his services. I believe he got a 230 million dollar guaranteed contract which would be the largest in nfl history i believe and uh it's a while to say the least uh especially what's been going on with deshaun watson for the past couple years uh well year plus and uh that of course then goes directly to baker mayfield um, and his, uh, now somewhat famous tweet of, uh, you know, uh, with his apparent goodbye to Cleveland, uh, which, uh, certainly got a lot of people's attention to put it mildly. And, uh, so, um, with the signing of Deshaun Watson, it certainly seems like a fait accompli that Baker Mayfield, We'll be moving on to the uh, to whomever. And uh, interesting ending. The Colts seem to be a strong suitor. Uh, they, of course, uh, and I don't even know if you'd call it suitor. Uh, I heard people this morning on ESPN say it almost feels a little bit like uh, Baker Mayfield is targeting uh, Indy. Maybe a little bit more than Indy's targeting Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, he's a solid quarterback. I think he'll land somewhere. I, I have no doubts as a starter. Um, there are openings around the league, as we all know. And, of course, Baker Mayfield, interesting character, great commercials, number one overall pick uh, a few years back, coming out of Oklahoma, uh, won the Heisman Trophy, I believe. It's tough to keep track of all these Oklahoma uh Quarterbacks who who win the Heisman, uh, Kyler Murray and the like. Um, but uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch where he lands. He's uh, you know just a big time personality, feisty. Obviously, that's maybe his greatest quality. Um, you know, it's just been a bit of a strange relationship all along the way. Uh, given you know. Last year ended with him providing what has to be just the dream game for the Cleveland Browns franchise, which was, of course, going into Pittsburgh and absolutely walloping the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
to end their season, not last year, but the year before. And, uh, and that's the kind of thing that, you know, Browns fans had waited practically decades for. Uh, we all remember that game for, you know, the first snap of the game. Uh, from center Maurice Pouncey to Ben Roethlisberger was botched. And next thing you know, Cleveland's up 7 nothing within a couple seconds uh, uh, after the beginning of the game. And it got much, much worse from there. If I remember correctly, it was 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter or something like that. Uh, just It was a shocking, shocking game. And uh, they're bitter rivals. Uh, so to have Baker Mayfield in the span of just a little over a year go from that triumphant moment, not only for him, because that it was a lot about the defense, probably more about the defense, especially the way they started that particular game. But, um, you know, to have his ups and downs this past year, injury, I believe, to his non-throwing shoulder, um, things happen quickly in the NFL, as we all know. And, uh, so that's just going to be, uh, really, really interesting to watch. He suddenly seems to be, uh, you know, the person everybody's most interested in. Of course, we had Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos. Massive. Can't understate, uh, the massiveness of that particular move. Um, and he, you know, is, uh, one won one Super Bowl, should have had a second, um, just a tremendous player, future Hall of Famer. And, uh, so the, uh, whatever was going on out there in Seattle with him in the front office and or Pete Carroll has been, you know, uh, percolating for a year or so and it never really went public and uh but there seemed to be something going on and they moved him uh got a pretty good haul did the seahawks but the broncos you know they're you know they're back in play now uh as a team to watch in the spectacular afc west suddenly with uh patrick mahomes and, uh, of course, Justin Herbert of the Chargers, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, of the Chiefs, and, uh, and the Raiders, who made uh, just a, a shocking, shocking uh, acquisition, uh, signing Devontae Adams from the Packers. I, I think, you know, when Aaron Rodgers decided to go back to the Packers just a week or two ago, um, I think everybody just assumed they were a package deal, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And it really didn't turn out that way, apparently. Uh, by all accounts, they may not have been as close as the public perception uh, was. And so Aaron Rodgers did what was right for Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams did what was needed for Devontae Adams. So now he's with Derek Carr out in Las Vegas, and the AFC West is suddenly the most interesting division in football with uh, four terrific quarterbacks, really are. And uh, so that's going to be fun to watch, um, to say the least. 
And I mentioned Russell Wilson earlier. Uh, interesting news today where Malcolm Butler, who made the famous, famous interception off Russell Wilson to, uh, you know, win the Patriots the Super Bowl. When Marshawn Lynch, uh, when the entire world was expecting Marshawn Lynch to uh, plow into the end zone for the winning score, Russell Wilson instead threw a pass intercepted by Malcolm Butler. Anyway, a lot of chatter that he is going back, or he's in talks to perhaps go back to the Patriots. Don't forget, Malcolm Butler was benched uh, for the Eagles Super Bowl, which the Patriots lost despite Tom Brady throwing for over 500 yards. Uh, we all remember that game, Philly special and all that. Uh, so that bears watching, to say the least. Um, you know, it's been a mystery in New England, and I'm a season ticket member of the Patriots still, and for years I have been. And uh, one of the great mysteries in the history of New England sports is why was Malcolm Butler benched? The answer has never come. Uh, a definitive answer. A lot of speculation, a lot of theories, but I don't feel like uh, and don't know of uh, the definitive reasons ever coming out. But the Patriots also made some good signings, you know, where they brought back Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater. uh, Super important because uh, the leadership of those two cannot be overstated. And I'm a big believer that every, uh, (laughs) you know, Every team that's going to make a championship run begins with veteran leadership. And so they have it. Uh, Devin McCourty, of course, excellent safety. And Matthew Slater, uh, perhaps the best special teams player in the NFL over the past number of years. Um, Special, special person. I've had the pleasure to interview Matthew in the Patriots locker room. And he is just downright inspiring um, to say the least. And, um, so that is really, really, uh, important for the Patriots to get that done. Uh, ensure that they also bring him back kicker, Nick Folk, uh, who had just a tremendous year last year, uh, uh, veteran to say, you know, uh, but he can still bring it and his accuracy, uh, is unquestioned. Uh, field goals, extra points. He's not, it's not known for his distance, but he sure is known for his accuracy. And last year was one of his best and most accurate years ever. So the Patriots are rounding into form and, uh, as are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, again, I grew up Western Pennsylvania, so I follow them very closely and have my entire life. And, uh, yeah, they've signed Mitch Trubisky and, uh, everybody in Pittsburgh is pretty happy with that one. So we'll get into the uh, Steeler signings uh, on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio. 
featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. But before we get going with A.P., I just want to say my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Sweet 16 beginning on Thursday and in the NCAA March Madness Tournament, of course. And just to wrap up how I ended the previous segment, the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky, over the weekend, uh, people in Pittsburgh and, and beyond are enjoying the signing. They also signed linebacker Miles Jack, pretty big name out of Jacksonville. And AP, crazy week in the NFL, right? Uh, Devontae Adams to Las, Las Vegas. Um, of course, uh, Deshaun Watson signing. Baker Mayfield out there looking for another job. Uh, NFL, always intriguing this time of year. And 365 days a year, it's intriguing. Yeah, it is, John. All the time, people are, make, are looking to make improvements. Sometime, I mean, I'm going to go way back in history. You get a quarterback like Jim Plunkett. You know, he started right. out with the Patriots. Um, you know, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, huge expectations. He got battered in those first couple of years. Ended up with the 49ers as a backup. Uh, somehow, he managed to go across the Bay to Oakland. Ends up winning two championships as a quarterback. Yep. Sometimes it's the scenery, the, the coaching staff, the, 
philosophy, the scheme. It can happen. I don't know if it's happened a lot. People who charted those things tell you better, but a quarterback, I mean, I always tell people they're, they're going to grave sites. I mean, they're looking for a quarterback. They're digging right. them up. Oh, so, I mean, <laughs> And there are a few teams that are likely going to be doing that this year, too. It happens every year. And a few openings out yeah. there, a few quarterbacks out there. We'll see how it all pans out. Yeah. I mean, you saw uh, Matthew Stafford in Detroit all those years. Right. Super Bowl great winning example. quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. That is a great example, AP, uh, to say the least. Matthew Stafford, you know. Uh, the Rams bet big on him, and it paid off. Uh, but sticking with football. You had a big football weekend, and I and our listeners would love to hear all about it. Yeah, John, I was fortunate enough to attend the 85th Annual Maxwell Football Club Awards in Atlantic City's Harris Resort, and it was a tremendous event. Uh, the Maxwell Award this year was presented to the University of Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. That's the fourth Alabama player in the last nine years, I believe, uh, beginning with A.J. McCarron. Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith, now Bryce Young. So that was terrific. People can look at my interview that I did with Bryce on my Facebook page at AP Stedham. And then also uh, I met up with the tight end from Georgia. It's a sensational freshman. received the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year Award, Brock Bowers. I did an interview with him as well. They could check out on my Facebook. And the coach of the year, I had a chance to visit with him, uh, Baylor coach Dave Aranda. And he received that award. So it, it was uh, great to be there and see all those people. Uh, you know, like, and then Jordan Davis received the Bednarik Award, the big defensive lineman from the University of Georgia. And the coaches awarded, that's the George Munger Award. So those are the four uh, primary college awards. And, John, you'll love this. I met up with the high school player of the year on offense, Nicholas Singleton, who's going to be a running back at Penn State. And I'll wow. see him play uh, when he comes when he comes to Auburn. So I, I visited with him as well. He's from Pennsylvania, Mifflin High School. In wow, Pennsylvania. I know it one. I know Governor, it well. Governor Mifflin High School. You know that high school, Governor Mifflin High School. Yes, absolutely. Know it in, very in well. The, uh, yeah, and the de- <laughs> oh, and the defensive player is Michael uh, Williams from Hardaway High School, Georgia. He's going to okay. Georgia. So uh, they they honor all levels of football. And uh, I like that organization. They're very hospitable and terrific. Uh, everything was terrific at the uh, Harris Resort, Atlantic City. And the organization, they do a tremendous job on the banquet. The food is outstanding. The presentation, uh, just and the members are all love football, so it's fun. It's great. The Maxwell Award is, again, iconic, uh, as is the Walter Camp Award up in New Haven at Yale that you attended, I believe, a couple weekends ago. So, tis the season, yeah, yeah. and you're on top of it. So, yeah. I think that's great that you're able to be up there for those. Oh, yeah. And, John, there's another um, a number of awards they, they had as well. The Andy, Andy Talley Award uh, for the Bone Marrow Foundation, and that was Casey Keeler, who's from Sam Houston State, who coached at Delaware. And uh, they had the uh, also the annual Steinberg Dean Nicola Humanitarian Award to Rodney McLeod at the Philadelphia Eagles. He had the Andy Telly Regional Coach was Pat Narduzzi from Pittsburgh, winning the ACC. And the hmm. Brian Westbrook uh, Regional Player Award was the Kenny Pickett, University of, of uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, quarterback and Forrest Ryan, uh, linebacker from Villanova. He had 150-something tackles. I never heard of that. 
That was, that was phenomenal. That's yeah. an amazing number. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then they had the, the Earl Greasy Neal Award. That's for the professional coach. That's Zach Taylor, Cincinnati Bengals. The annual Burt Bell Award, professional player. That's Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts. And the annual Francis J. Reds Bagnell Award. That's the contributions to the game. Ray Dittinger, the sports writer and commentator. And he's oh, a pro I know football that name. Fame of, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Ray's with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, of course. Yeah, and then they have the Legends Award, uh, the Maxwell Football Club at Harris Legends Award. Brian Dawkins, Philadelphia Eagles, you know, he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Of course he is, yes. Great. Gave a great speech, as I remember. Um, yes, yes. I, was, yes. I was there for that event in Canton, Ohio, matter of fact. Yes. Oh, you are? Okay, yeah. He, he His speech was memorable, uh, to put it mildly. Um, geez, that sounds great, AP. That is just like a who's who of the football world, uh, both college, pro, and, and beyond. Um, fabulous that you got to attend, again, that, plus the Walter Camp over the past couple of weeks and uh kind of gets you excited about football to say the least yeah i mean it, it's fun to meet those players in person have a chance to ask them about their team and their fortunes and you meet some of the coaches and you meet other football dignitaries and uh you know you, you get a chance to be around people who really love the game of football yes it's yes exciting yeah. you know it's it's exciting. It's, a, it's always a fun weekend because you never know who you're going to run into at these events. You get alumni coming back for the Walter Camp. You know, that's the oldest uh, All-American team in America. 132 years, John. That's that remarkable. Team. Truly is. And they're, the, yeah, and they're the only ones that bring back their alumni. You know, right. they can bring back, let's say, 10 or 15 alumni per year. Sure, sure. No, it truly is. Uh, Walter Camp is... Again, iconic, and you know, and growing up in Pennsylvania, yeah. and you know, the yeah. Maxwell Award with, with I believe its roots in Philadelphia is something I've grown up with and I'm yes. familiar with. So iconic as well. Yes, that is. Yeah. So, well, AP, um, I, I like to go when I can. Yes, yes, we love that you go and can share all this with our uh, both myself and our listeners. It's fabulous, uh, and. AP, uh, hard to believe we're kind of we're at the end of the show. It, it comes quickly, but I do appreciate uh, you finding some time today to call in and uh, again talk about the the fabulous Maxwell Award and uh, everything that had went on with that. You know, at the uh, at Atlantic City, so it's great, and just can't thank you enough for taking the time. Oh, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. All right, AP. Well, thank you again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.